Let's sing that again. Come awake in love. And if your love has grown cold the last few weeks, your love has grown cold, why don't you just come on up here and say, awaken that love. He first loved me. If you feel like your heart's grown cold in, in your relationship with Jesus, just make your way up and say, come and awaken that love. Let nothing touch that love for God. He said that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And if you feel like your love's grown cold, just go on, come on up. And, and as we're worshiping and singing that, awaken that love. Don't let, don't let love grow cold. Forget about people. Do you know that your love is, is waning? Your love has grown cold? Come on up. all sing it to him. Let's all worship him. You awaken my love. Love's a powerful force. Awaken the love. Awaken the love. No cold love in this house. No cold hearts. No cold love. Awaken, awaken, awaken the love. Awaken love. Paul said we have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And he's talking about that in context with tests and tribulations. That we have this confidence. We have the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. A love that can't be put out. You just might want to lower me a little bit, Tom. A little bit so I don't blow everybody's ears out. Awaken love. Awaken love. Don't let your love grow cold. Everybody raise your hands to the Lord and say, Awaken my love, awaken my love, awaken my love, make it hot. Awaken my love, awaken my love, make it hot. Love sick for Jesus, love sick for the Word of God. Love sick for God. Tell Him, Awaken that love. Awaken that love in my heart. It's already shed abroad in my heart. Awaken it, awaken it, awaken it. Awaken the love of God. Father, we honor you today with our hearts, with the love of God that you shed abroad in it. We love you with the love you've given us to love you. We have nothing to give you but what you've already given us. We can't love you enough. It's the love that you gave us to love you back. So we love you back today, not in our own strength. We love you back because that love you gave to us. Everything that you've given to us that pertains to your life, pertains to your godliness through Christ Jesus. That's what we offer up today. We have nothing in ourselves. We're empty vessels, but we have what you gave, and you gave us love. So we give back the love to God, the Father, and we cry out, Abba. And we give back that love. And we give back the faith that we, you've given us. And we give back grace upon grace. And we worship you in spirit and in truth because you gave us your spirit of truth. So we're not empty-handed and empty-hearted. Everything that you gave us, we give back to you. We approach you with the worship in spirit and in truth.
because we're born again and regenerated and we're able to worship you we're able to praise you with our souls but worship you with our spirits tell the Lord I'm more than able to worship you I got nothing to give you in my own self but you gave me every single thing so I'm releasing that back to you right now I'm saying I love you I love you I love you with all of my heart with all of my soul and all of my strength and energy release your heart release your heart express your heart to your father father we bless you right now and will not be awakened until you had your fill from our hearts today thank you so much for who you are thank you so much for who you are thank you so much for who you are thank you for being the great God over all the earth for the Lord he's a great God and he's a great God over all the earth taste and see that the Lord is good Lord you're good and your mercies endure forever Lord you're good and your mercies endure forever so we'll praise you this morning from our hearts we'll praise you with all our might all our heart soul and strength come on come on I don't care if it's a little group I'm not leaving here till God gets touched I'm not leaving here till I'm moved if you're not up for that then you might not want to hang around because we're gonna be moved by God and we're gonna move him and if we're not moved he's not moved I want our hearts moved with God I want you to express your love freely you got you're born again you got life you can give it to God forget about yourself and give it to him Lord we give you everything we have lock stock and barrel we're giving you praise we're giving you honor and we're not gonna stop until you've had your fill we're not gonna stop until we're moved by how you move our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God the love of God we're moved today and Lord we reach out and we stretch forth our hands and we draw near to you and you're always near to us and we're glorifying the Father today and we're lifting up the name of the Son Jesus and we're making room for the movement of the Holy Spirit in this place today and in this house we honor the Father we bless the Lord Jesus and we make room for the movement of the Holy Spirit right now in this house right now moving over hearts moving over minds moving over bodies loving Father blessed Jesus redeeming one move in this house by your spirit by your might by your power right now we make room for you we make room for you quicken us according to your word that we run after you that every single need is met here according to the riches of your glory by and in Christ Jesus physical needs met financial needs met every single need met today by the riches of your glory by the riches of your glory in and through Christ Jesus and will you lift your hand and say God I'm in a receiving mode I'm in a receiving mode right now I'm in a receiving mode right now I'm in a receiving mode right now we heard we heard God prophesy we got a faith that takes it was prophesied that we're not going to understand it all we're just going to have to receive it all by faith you're in a receiving mode I'm in a receiving mode I'm not going to understand it at all but I'm in a receiving mode say that out loud I may not understand it at all but I'm in a receiving mode it was prophesied you're not going to understand it but receive it it was prophesied it's a faith that takes you got to reach up and take it take it right now the faith that takes you got to lay hold of it and you can't let it go now faith is the substance the substantiating factor the true evidence from God that's what faith is say Lord I got the faith that takes say that with me Lord I got the faith that takes I may not understand it at all I may not understand it at all but I'm receiving it all faith is not for the feeble in heart 
faith's not for the carnal in mind. Faith is for God and your spirit, for unusual and impossible things. Men have beliefs based on opinion, based on environment, based on their personal experience. But that's not faith. Faith alone comes from God. Now faith is a substance that changes the natural with God's impossibles. He makes all things possible. Makes all things possible. Now faith is, right now. Say, I don't understand it, but I'm receiving it right now. We're, we're working with a prophecy today. The faith that takes. Just reach out. I don't care how withered your hand feels. There was a man with a withered hand and Jesus said, stretch forth your hand. I don't care how crippled you feel. He'll touch your heart. He's already reaching. All you got to do is respond. I don't care how leprous you feel. I don't care how dark you look, how unclean you feel. The Lord's already reaching. The Lord's already made promises. All you got to do is stretch forth your hand. Yeah, you might feel withered. Stretch forth your hand. Lay hold of that eternal life. Whatever it is you need. Physical needs. Spiritual needs. Stretch forth your hand. And reach and take with the faith it takes. Lord, we receive it. We're receiving today. We're receiving today of your fullness. receiving it was prophesied walls are coming down in this place today what are you receiving walls coming down walls are coming down in this place today what are you receiving walls coming down walls in your mind coming down walls in your thinking coming down strongholds in your head coming down strongholds in your thinking coming down you're not going to figure this out you're going to receive it by faith you're not going to figure this out just take it by faith the faith that takes take it by faith the faith that takes the faith that takes the faith that takes say i'm receiving i'm taking hold right now whatever that need is if you laid hold of that or re-gripped it today i want you to wave your hand as an offering say god i got it faith is now faith is mine i have it now he that believes now has I have the faith that takes. You could be seated for a minute. They could keep playing just a little bit. Tom, put up Luke 18, verse 1 for me. Chapter 18, verse 1. Just stay in the attitude of taking. 
Luke chapter 18. And he says this in verse 1. Now he was telling them in a parable. Say a parable. An illustration. And to show. And to show. Say to show. Say, Lord, you're showing me something today. If you're serious about making it, cooperate with what I'm saying. Say, you're showing me something today. That at all times, say all times, that men, say men, say a man kind of faith, say a bearded faith, men ought to pray always and not lose heart. Or if you're losing heart, start praying. I don't care how you shift it. I want you to put down in your mental notes that faith is not for the faint in heart. Faith is not for the faint in heart. And Jesus has laid it out and illustrated to us. He said, I'm making an illustration and a parable for you. But my men, say my men, my women of God, my mature ones, my bearded ones, they're going to always pray. And they're not going to lose heart. And they're not going to lose heart because they're always praying. And because they're praying, they're not losing heart. Amen? Say a faith that takes. Say faith is not for the faint in heart. Faith is not for our carnal minds. Say, I may not understand it, but I have faith for it. Hebrews chapter 11, 1. You can, you can stop, man, if you're tired. It says in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is. Say, now faith is. See, I'm not talking about human belief. Humans have belief, but belief is based on opinion. Belief is based on human environment, things that shaped you. Belief comes from your soul, your mind. It has no power to change anything. Just a power to give you an opinion. But God said, now faith is. Now faith, give me Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance. Tell your neighbor, there's no faith outside of God. There's beliefs a dime a dozen. A belief can't move a mountain. A belief can't heal the sick, but faith can. Amen? Hear what I'm saying? Now, say this with me. Now, say right now, today, this moment, this minute, this hour, now faith is the substance. Say the substance. It's the substance. How do you say it? The substance. How do you say it? Help me say it. (laughs) Substantiating. Substantiating power. I looked it up in Webster's. It means faith is the proof. Faith is the evidence. Now faith is the evidence. Faith is the hope for the evidence of things not seen. Say not seen. See, that's why our carnal minds tilt. Because we see the opposite. But we got, we, we got to use faith to change what is seen. It's in the unseen already. It says in, by Hebrews chapter 11, the third verse, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the unseen things became seen. The, unexi- the things that did not exist became existent one realm away. That's faith. Most people, most human beings struggle with God because they don't see him. You can't see him with the natural eye. You got to see him with the eye of faith. Peter said, the apostle, we love him, though we've never even seen him. Say, that's faith. Tell your neighbor, faith is not fake. Faith is not pretending. Faith is from God. Faith is of God. You may not see him, but you sense him. Someone tells me, well, you know, God's not this or he's not alive. Well, you think I just had all these changes in my life by my great imagination? Riding rides on Disneyland? It's too late. God is real. We don't see him, but we sense him. He speaks in us. Say he speaks in me. He speaks to us. So now faith is, it says right here, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, say framed, by the word of God, so that the things which are seen 
We're not made of the things which do appear. Say, I got the faith that takes. We're working with, we're, we're going to learn how to work with every word that comes out of this place from every person that speaks for God and speaks forth God. Amen? In songs, say songs, hymns, spiritual songs, every single word that you hear from God through your neighbor, through the preacher, that, that becomes real in your heart, that your heart witnesses to, you're going to lay hold of it, right? See, we're not doing church services. People don't get that. But I'm, I'm here to make them get that. I'm here for people to get that. You've got to get it. Put up Luke chapter 2 for me, Tom. I might be all over, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. This is God's house. Say it's God's house. We don't do just church services. We do God's house. He's the father of the house. He speaks to us. He speaks week after week as we assemble. Word upon word. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. God speaks to us. Say he speaks to us. Too many in here say I'm inspired. Thank God for I'm inspired. Say I'm thankful to be inspired. An inspired word. That's good to have. Especially in these days. In these times. I love being inspired by God. But inspired and we need to be informed. Say informed. Paul the apostle said I would not have you uninformed concerning spiritual matters. He said yeah you guys are inspired church. You're moved. You may speak in tongues. You may run around the building and you're inspired. You might be moved by God in the spirit. But I want you informed by church. Huh? Informed. Say informed. Look at, look at Luke 2.19. I want you to read these things. I want you to pray these things. Right? I don't, we're not to take lightly. The Bible says do not despise prophesying. Say we have the Logos. Say I got the Logos. The Logos is the written word of God. The Logos, you know what the word means? One of the definitions for Logos, it says, it's the intention and the motive of that word. Who? The word Jesus. To every Logos, there's an intention. Say an intention. To every Logos of God, there's an intent. Say an intent. If you get that, you'll get free. I got too many young guys that take this word of God, the Logos, and miss the intention and the purpose of the Logos. And they get themselves heaped in religion. They think God's mad at them and hates them. But that's not the intention of Jesus the Logos. Are you listening to me? You got to get that. The Logos, the intention and the purpose for your life in God is to change your life. It's of good, say of good. And of an expectant end. Huh? Say that's the Logos. Yeah, it convicts you. For what? For good. For an expected end. So we have the Logos. Say, I got the Logos. Listen to this verse right here. But Mary, let's go up to 18. And I'm still on what this prophecy is saying. We're not, we're not despising prophecy. We're going to hold on to every word of God that comes. He sent his word to heal us all. Amen. Whether he prophesies it out of this pew through someone, anyone, it doesn't matter. Hear, hear what God's saying. I'm holding on to every word. It would do you well to do the same. And it says this, and they, say, and all they, say, and all they, that heard it, wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And my Bible says, and all those that heard the statement, the New American Standard says statement. Do you know what the word statement means? Rhema. I was blown away. All those that heard the rhema that day, the first group of people did what? They wondered. You know what it says in the original Greek? They were excited. Say, I hear the rhema. That's a word of God spoken out of the word of God. The rhema is a right now word of God. The rhema is a quickening word right now. The rhema of God is a word from the word that speaks to you right now. So you get into God's happenings tomorrow. That's the rhema. Are you listening to me? The rhema quickens you and makes you alive. The rhema bears witness to your spirit, to who you are and what you're to be. The rhemas are right now for the situation you're facing. Say rhema. And some of them wondered and said they were excited about it. They were excited about the rhema. Say I'm inspired. Say I'm inspired. I get excited about the rhema of God. 
But I'm going to be informed today. I'm going to go further than I went yesterday. Are you hearing me? Luke 2, 17. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement. Say the statement. That's the 17th verse in the New American Standard. Which had been told them about the child. And all who heard it wondered. Say they were, they were excited. Say, thank God I'm excited. Thank God for an inspired word. The things which were told them by the shepherds. So who had that rhema that day? Was it Jesus in the manger? The shepherds had a rhema word, didn't they? Listen for the rhema. Listen for the rhema. Amen? I want you to close your eyes. You've been in here for three weeks and God's been introducing us to a faith. He's taken us from an elementary faith. He said, I want you to grow in your faith. You've been hearing it. He's taken us on a growth process. We went over baptisms last week and all those things to go on, right? And he's taken us and he said, I've given you an exceedingly growing faith. And you're growing, son. You're growing, daughter, in your faith. What rhema has he been speaking to you? Did you hear it last Sunday? Did you hear it right now? Did you hear it two weeks ago? Did you see it in in this word? What did he speak to you? And that's the thing that you've got to lay hold of and cleave and hold on to. And that's the thing that you've got to do more than wonder. Say more than wonder. So they heard the rhema out of the shepherds. I heard a rhema out of Tom. He prophesied a rhema, a prophetic word to me in Anna. I heard the rhema. I heard the witness, right? The rhema which had been told them about his child. And some wondered the things which were told them by the shepherds. But, verse 19, say but. But Mary, say but Mary. Look at your neighbor and say it strong. Say but Mary. But Mary. She did something different than wonder. It said but Mary treasured. Say treasured. She treasured. She valued the statement. Say the statement. She valued the rhema. She valued that inspired word that lifted her up on that Monday. She valued that inspired word that lifted her up on that Sunday. She treasured it. Say treasured. We're talking stewardship over the word of God in this house. Over the word through Logos. Say Logos. Over the word through Rhema. Say Rhema. Over the word through prophetic voices. Say prophets. We're valuing the word of God. Say the word of God. Don't you know? Don't you know that it's not coincidence that Mary was chosen? People think that God walks around with the wand and said, I just like you. It's not that way. Why do you think Mary was chosen? Why do you think she was highly favored? She had a heart for God, you're going to see, and for the Word of God. There was thousands of girls in their 20s that didn't treasure the Word. Because if you treasure the Word, it's going to keep your heart in a certain order. It's the Word first. Say the Word first. Then my heart is circumcised. David said, God, your word has the power to convert my soul, my thinking, my reasoning, my carnality. Your word does. David said, I hide the word of God in my heart that I won't sin against you. Say the words first. Foremost. Foremost. The psalmist said, I've exalted. God, you've exalted your word. Say your word. Even above your name. Say the, tell your neighbor the word's important. Say the words to be treasured. All three levels, logos, rhema, prophetic, foretelling. It's the word of God. And I'm treasuring it. I'm going to let God build on it. Amen? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I bet that's rhema. I'm not sure. I bet it is. Every word you live by. Every word you stand by. Right? Say, I'm inspired. And I'm also informed today. But Mary was keeping within herself all the things, sayings, the weighing. She weighed them. She pondered them in her heart. She kept them. Say, she kept them. She treasured them. She kept on keeping them. She, the word ponder means she kept thinking them over. She didn't come in here on a Sunday and go, oh, happy day, oh, happy day, and then leave and, and, and Monday through Friday like this. 
Because there should be a birthing word out of this house every time we meet. And she should, you should say, I'm not going to just be excited when I leave here. But I'm going to ponder and keep on pondering. And I'm going to keep on thinking. That word ponder means I'm going to join the thought of that thought. I live by the thought of God. Huh? And it said Mary was keeping within herself all these things, all these sayings, all, and weighing them continually and pondering them. Joshua chapter 1, the 8th verse, says this. I think it says it like this. You might put it up there for me so I, I don't butcher it. Think upon these words, my son, or whatever. I don't know if it's, that's Proverbs 4. But uh, meditate my words day and night. This book, let's read it together. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And Mary pondered, say pondered, kept thinking on. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. That you may, day and, say meditate. That means roll over. That means ruminate. That means chewing around, thinking on. And some of you go, how do you meditate? I'll tell some of you, how do you worry? Huh? How do you worry? People all get, they want to get weird when it gets to spirituals. I don't know how to meditate. Yeah, you do. You do it every day. You're worrying. You're worrying about tomorrow, the future. And Jesus said it has enough worries in itself. Live in the now. Live in the today. Live by the every word that proceeds out of my mouth. You can't figure it out. Wasn't it prophesied that? You've got to walk it out. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Say day and night. Say night and day. Day and night. That you may observe... And do according to all that's written in it. For then, say then, you shall make your way prosperous. Every translation says good and prosperous, good and prosperous, good and prosperous, good and prosperous. And the word is sakal. Say sakal. It means wisdom from God. As you meditate that word, you're going to find the wisdom of that word. And it's going to make you good and successful. That word sakal means you're going to have unusual success. Say unusual success. God's trying to move us into that impossible realm. He's trying to get us to walk in the miraculous. But he can't when we get in our carnal mind, when we just have a little kumbaya thing and continue walking. No, we got to cleave to that word. we got to think on that word. we got to live by that word. The rhema is when Jesus said, I bid you to come, get out of the boat, cross your thresholds, and walk on water. Say that word. That gets me out of my carnal boat. Well, I can't, God. It's impossible. It could never happen. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Faith is not for the faint in heart. Faith is not for the carnal. For the carnal mind is that entity and angry with God, hostile with God. When you say to your body, like we've been, you're healed and, and your body says, I'm not. And the word says you're healed and your body says, you're not. well, you're in some crazy denial. No, I'm in the faith that takes. The natural man understands not the things of the Spirit. For their... Thank you, because I just didn't even know what the word was. Their foolishness unto them. Didn't the prophecy say, I'm, I'm, I want you to worship in spirit. It's your nature. Let's look at it. Come on. Let's do a little road time. This is what I do at home. This is what we're doing. We're doing it at home today, right? Because probably most of you, like when you're in sixth grade, Beth knows all the teachers. Like, here's your assignment, and this is what you find on the, on the parking lot. That's, that's what you do. It blows around in the wind. You're like that. Oh, what was that? The crane, crane beautiful. Then she has to pick it up. She gets healed up and has to pick it up. Huh? Say, I'm talking stewardship here. Stewardship. Huh? Joseph, he, he got the, that twitch. Like, I got the prophesied twitch. I got something on stewardship. If you do, let me know. Say, stewardship. Yeah, that's very important. Luke 15 is the, the you look at the, the parables of Luke 15. I'm going to get back to this in a minute. But you look at the parables, and the 15th chapter is all about salvation, right? The 16th chapter goes right into stewardship. Jesus said, yeah, you're saved. Now that you're mine, now you're going to be a good steward over everything I've given you. Because you own nothing. Say, I own nothing. But I'm steward over everything of his. So he takes him to stewardship in our faith. Say, stewarding my faith. Say, stewarding the word in prophecy, in the logos, in the burning of the heart rhema. Stewardship. Don't throw it away. 
Hold fast, ponder, continue. And Mary kept the word. And Mary was a woman of the word. I'm going to go back to that because I want to finish this thought with Mary. When you look at your Bible in Luke, I told you she wasn't just picked. If you want the favor of God. I remember an old preacher said, can you stand to be blessed? That's kind of the essence that you gave me this morning. So you want to be you want to be a man of God. That's what the same message. So can you stand to be blessed? And we just think blessings just fall on those. You know, oh, hit me with the wand of blessing, God. Can you stand to be blessed? Because you're going to face some fires when that happens. Can t- tell your neighbor, can you stand to be blessed? Now they're afraid. Say, I don't want to be blessed after all. I don't. I really don't know. Mary, I want to prove to you that it didn't happen by accident. The favor of God on your life starts with the word of God in your life. That's just how it starts. We all start. We call on the name of Jesus. We're born again. We're infants. We're all crippled when we start. We're all withered when we start. We're all lepers when we start. We're all helpless when we start. Say helpless. I'm talking about faith. I'm not talking about physical strength. I'm talking about faith. We're all in that same position. And then God saves us. Say he saves us. And he gives us a measure of faith. Say a measure of faith. He gives us a measure of grace. Say of grace. He gives us a measure of righteousness. Say righteousness. But all those things are ordained. They're going to grow in you. When you first start out, you say, I'm forgiven and I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that's a position. But that righteousness is to be exercised and grow that you become a righteous man and a righteous woman in all your dealings. How does righteousness grow? When you do right things with integrity, God things with his righteousness, that's how you become that. That's righteousness. Say righteousness. See, you can't stand that in that little thing forever. When you're, when you're born in, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. And here comes this girl, and you, and you get in, in, in a sexual relationship. You're not in the righteousness of God anymore. Huh? Huh? I know. I know. So you get back into righteousness, right? And that same girl passes by, and you say, I love God more than that moment of pleasure, guess what? You just grew in righteousness. And then somebody came up to you and said, here, steal from the boss at work. Take his money. And, and you, you say, I can't do that because God means more to me than that. Just what? You just grew in righteousness, huh? You do that about 32 years, you're going to be called a righteous man and a righteous woman for God. Because you grew in righteousness, because you grew in grace, because you grew in faith. Are you listening to me? And God says, the prayers of a righteous man. Say a righteous man. Not just a baby that said, I'm the righteousness of God. But passing those things, righteousness, righteousness. Can I trust? Like you said, have you considered my servant Job? Can you trust? Can I trust you? Can I trust you alone in that situation, son? Because I gave you my righteousness so you can live it. Just choose it. And you do. And guess what? You graduate. And you promote it. And God needs righteous men and women in this earth. For when the righteous are in office, what happens? Right. Righteous men and women. Abraham, hey, God, don't judge the city. Not yet, okay? What about ten righteous men? He said, I don't even see that many. How about five? I don't see any. If they're there, I'll work with you, Abraham, with your intercession. But matter of fact, you seem to be the only righteous man at this moment. Say, I'm a righteous man. And you get that because God gave you the gift. Say the gift of righteousness. You got the gift, what means you have the ability to become that. I don't just confess I am the righteousness of God. I confess I've become a righteous man. Because you've passed these tests with God's power and his righteousness. Amen? All right. Say growth. All right. That was all free right there. I went back where I told you I was going, Mary. So let's go back to, to Luke Say favor. Say favor. It all starts with the word of God. That's where it starts with us. All of us. You got to go after the word of God. You got to hide the word of God in your heart. You got to invest the word in you. You got to sow it in your heart so God can reap out of your life. Amen. I know. I know. I know. I know. People say, no, well, that's that's just too hard. No, it's by grace. He already gave us the grace. He gave us the divine favor, right? We have the ability, every single one of us. And listen to this. I want to tell you. I I think as Mary was visited, right, she was chosen. Say chosen. 
As a matter of fact, Elizabeth prophesied, Mary, you're blessed among women. Tell your neighbor, you're blessed among men. You're blessed among women. You're blessed. You're blessed. Because you're hiding the word of God in your heart. You're blessed. And you're going to go through fires in your heart. But you're blessed. You're favored, right? I'll even start back here. 28. And uh, verse 28, chapter 1. And I'm, the point I'm making, I'm making a long point, is that Mary, in her 20s, had the word of God in her heart that gave her the heart for God. She had it invested because you're going to see it come out of her. And that just doesn't happen unless you put it in you. And coming, he said to her, greetings, the angel Gabriel said, highly, hi, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Say, when favor's with you, the Lord is with you. Favor opens doors. That no man can shut. Favor opens the door of men's hearts and they give unto your bosom. Favor gives you a position. Though it's unseen, it said of Joseph that he was favored and that Pharaoh saw, the third verse and fourth verse, saw the favor and that God was with him. Say, God favor me. Yeah, highly favor. He said, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement, and she kept pondering. Look at Mary. She does it in the first chapter. She does it in the second chapter, and she kept pondering. See, I keep pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. Say, I found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. And he, sh- he starts explaining it, right? In 34th, uh, 34th verse, and Mary said to the angel, how can this be? She asked the question, right? And then he began to define it and explain it. That the Holy Spirit was doing it. And I want you to give me uh, verse 37 of, of chapter 1, Tom, in the Amplified. Okay, let's look at the Amplified. I love the Amplified. And, and he explained to her, just like he, God explains to all of us when he gives us a word. And he chooses you because you got the word of God in you. And he's favoring you, right? And we're thinking about that word because we're good stewards of that word, right? He says, for, God, for with God nothing, say nothing. Let's all read it like one unit. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Let's read it again. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Let's read it again. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. That's the word of God. Go ahead and praise him. Yeah, and you know just what just happened in here? I read it once. I read it twice. The third time, faith came. Well, how did it come? By the hearing of the word. Didn't I tell you? You don't get faith by just us talking to each other about nothingness. We could share our beliefs. I can't stand this guy leading. I can't do that. Wah, 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 wah. There's no faith. But when we take the word of God and say, here. And like this morning, Jimmy gives me the word of God. He goes, I got a word for you. Here. What do you think that does? Produces a substance called faith that takes you from what's nominal to what's impossible. For with God, nothing ever is impossible, and no word from God shall ever be without power or impossible fulfillment. Every time Jesus shows up, faith shows up. Say, faith from God. Don't you know that it says in Mark chapter 5, I know I'm all over the place, but I'm going to work with that prophecy. I don't care. Grab it. Mark 5 says, and when she heard of Jesus, there was a woman with an issue of blood that went to every doctor but got worse and nothing better. There was a woman with an issue that went to every doctor and got worse and nothing better. But, say but, but then she heard uh, of Jesus. When she heard of Jesus, what happened in her heart? Faith came. She heard something about him that produced faith in her heart because faith is from God, right? Hebrews chapter 12 says he's the source of our faith. So you panic and go, you don't have to ever panic because you're born again. And say, don't ever say I don't have faith. Don't ever say I don't have faith. Say you got more than enough. And when Jesus, all you, when you hear, the, and, and Romans says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, and we just experience that. All of a sudden, people are clapping because we read Luke chapter 1, 37th verse, three times. And faith came. Say, faith came. How do you think it comes when you pray? You hear yourself. Strengthens your faith. 
And then you start moving mountains. Amen? Amen? All right. Say, Mary, highly favored because of the word of God. She was favored by God. Mary, highly favored, blessed among her peers, blessed among women because of the word that she put in her heart that changed her heart to treasure God's heart, to treasure his word. So he picked her out of all those ladies. Nothing's impossible. And he goes on, right? So then she goes down. He tells her the whole plan. Elizabeth Caesar. Now everybody, because Mary's highly favored, people recognize favor on your life. And for some reason they say, you're blessed. They're moved inside. They say, you're blessed among people. How come? You're blessed among people. Why? Why are you different? Because God favored you. Why? Because his words in my heart. That changes my heart. Huh? Yeah. Yes. And she said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how, is, and how it's happened, it goes on. Now listen, listen, this is what I'm trying to get. I did all that to get to this. 46th verse. And then Mary said, say, and then Mary said. Tell your neighbor to the left. And Mary said. To your right. And Mary said. <laughs> and say it to yourself. And Mary said. <laughs> my soul exalts the Lord. What's exalting the Lord? You read your Bible. Huh? What exalts the Lord? Your soul. Your mind, your will, your emotion. Your soul praises God. Your spirit worships God. Huh? Listen to her. My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. What's coming out of What's rolling out of Mary? For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave, or the low estate. He's had regard to my low estate. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. Say, I'm blessed. You, one decision will change a generation. Your one decision to follow God is going to change the generation from all those little ducklings that you bring in here. One decision changed a generation. My one decision to get saved changed a generation. Anna's changed it. Jimmy's changed it. Beth's changed it. Joseph's is changing it. Danielle's changing it. They're a product of your one I can mention everybody in here, but there's too many to number. So don't think it's not me. I just went to the left side. One decision changes a generation. One decision changes a generation. Right? A decision for the word. For the Logos. Say the Logos. For the Rhema. For a word of prophecy. And she said, my spirit has rejoiced. Say rejoiced. You ever have to rejoy your spirit? I did twice this week. Knocked down but not knocked out. Slapped down but not, not knocked out. Living, living high on Monday, shot down in May. But I'm not going to let this thing get me down. I'm singing Sinatra. She knew that. When this whole world keeps turning around. You have those days that could happen. Paul had those days. Jimmy's telling me, hey, you know what? All the men of God... Consider Job, consider Joseph, consider Paul the apostle. And Paul wrote that. Hey, I'm knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. He thought it was a normal life, I guess. And when you look at 2 Corinthians 4, cast down, that word in the Greek means thrown on the floor, but I'm back up again. Are you listening to me? Well, what lives? It's the word of God, not this human being. And what, what does Satan come for? The word. It says, he said, the sower sowed the word. And he says, and they received some with joy, some a certain ground, another ground, etc. Mark 4. And he said, and immediately, say immediately, Satan came to persecute. See, I always know when people first get saved here, I tell them, I, I give them those scriptures. Hold on. Hold on to your hat. If you don't wear a hat, hold on to your pants. I don't know. Something's going to blow off. And I tell them, listen, I feel so good. Yeah, you just received Jesus, you receive eternal life. It's the ground. Now you got to hold on. Because persecution's coming. And sometimes persecution comes through your relatives. And they're going to tell you all these things for what? The, Jesus said for the not cuz I'm special, not cuz you're special. For the word's sake. And we used to teach it in another city. We call it the principle of cycles. The word comes, say the word comes. Faith comes. 
Satan comes. Patience. Patience comes. I, I, I'm just going to do it. This is like family. I'm, I know I'm, I'm not going to finish this thing the way it's supposed to be, and I probably don't do it on a, on a great day. I don't. But Luke, uh, James chapter 5, I want you to go there for me in 17th verse. Because Jimmy, had, I was looking at it before I came out here, and this is for me. Not, not, it's for you too. <laughs> you could have it if you want it. But because it's God's word, I don't own it. <laughs> it is his word, but it, he, he confirmed something in me. And I go, yeah, I've been meditating that. Maybe it's 16, Tom, let's try. It's all right, no big deal. You know what? I'm going to have to look. I don't know where it's at, Jimmy. Um, I'm looking to consider Job. Okay. Let's read it together. And, and this, this, is what the, this is in the context of, of you working with the word in the cycle of experience. The word comes. Say the word comes. Faith does come. Satan does come. And patience, endurance must come. And you know how we can call. And say, you know how we call those blessed, happy, who were steadfast and who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job. And seen the Lord's purposes and how he richly blessed him in the end. And as much as the Lord is full of mercy and pity and compassion and tender mercy. Go up one more for me, Tom. As an example of suffering, ill treatment. Say ill treatment. Sometimes you suffer ill treatment just because of the word. Say the word. Together with patience, brethren, take the prophets for an example who spoke in the name of the Lord as his messengers. Right? So he, he says, I want you to take for an example some of these things that you may even suffer for the word's sake. Say for the word's sake. Maybe your relative's mad at you and, and hollers at you and says you left their favorite religion to serve the living Jesus. And that's persecution and you're going to suffer. So, that, so like the prophets of old, he goes, hey, there's an example for you. I know a young man that just got saved and all his, all his uh, relatives are guilting him out. And saying, oh, you forsook your religion, you forsook God. And, no, you didn't. He just got born again. Right? So as he said, so consider like the prophets to this young man, they who spoke in the name of the Lord. He said, consider them. And I looked at the word about their patience. I think it goes on that word patience. I thought I told you it was uh, uh, macrofamilia. If for them that that kind of suffering you do, you do it, you, you get it from people. And then he goes on. He goes. So when you're getting suffering for the word's sake from people, consider those old prophets. Now go on to the next verse. And, and when, you're, when, you're, when you're having to endure, that's hupomene, I believe, the word Greek, hupomene. That means that's a patience against Satan and, and through environment. Maybe an affliction. Maybe Satan trying to attack you with a sickness. Maybe Satan trying to do it. Say, say Satan, right? Say sickness comes from Satan, right? Yeah, okay, so we get all that straight. So maybe something that comes through environment, and he says to Job, he goes, hey, consider Job now. You consider the prophets. When people are talking bad about you and afflicting you, you use macrofamilia, I think. And, and this one with Job, when you're getting environmental afflictions through, from Satan and he's trying to hammer you physically or whatever, you know Job's story. He said, use hupomene, endurance of Job. And you'll, you've seen his outcome. Say there is an outcome. Yeah, he, he looked like he was getting beat down. But at the end of the chapter, we all know the story. He had double. Right? Right? All right. So now I know I, I took a journey. But that's, say the word comes. Faith comes. Satan comes. Two types of endurance are going to come. Yeah. Two types of patience. Hupomene, macrofamilia. Jimmy has some stuff on that. Hupomene, macrofamilia. One against environment and Satan. One against through people. But you stand. Right? All right. So we're back to Mary. Right? You guys say, this guy, I don't care. I'm going to finish this up. I, I'm determined. I'm determined to finish this up. One decision changes a generation, 48th verse. And then it says this in verse 49. And I want you to get something about, listen to this prophecy about uh, worshiping. God, we are a spiritual people. Say, I'm a spiritual person. Say, I'm born again. I'm alive unto God. I'm not a child of wrath. I'm a son of God. My spirit's alive. You are a spirit. You can read it with me if you got your paper. We are spirit. 
We are a spiritual people that worship you in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth. You draw that out of us, it was prophesied. We worship you in spirit and truth. We worship you in spirit and truth. We worship you in spirit. I guess, I guess he's trying to make a point, huh? <laughs> yeah. God, we exercise. Say exercise. See, that's what we do because when we come in here and Judah's playing, the presence of God starts unfolding. But guess what God starts doing? Touching your born-again spirit. And what's he requiring is some exercising. You follow it? Do you hear the word of God in it? I'm paying attention. Pay attention. Tell your neighbor, Pay attention. Tell them, pay attention. God said, I'm to worship in spirit and truth. Mary rejoiced, rejoiced in spirit. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Where does it come from? Your human spirit with God. Joy is in the spirit. Joy isn't cotton candy and happy, happy. Joy is the strength of God that you got to rejoice. And Paul said sometimes, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. you got to kick back up your joy, son. you got to kick back up your joy, daughter. you got to rejoice again. Kick it up a notch. Joys of the Spirit, right? And God, we exercise the privilege of worship. Say, I exercise. So every time we, 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 we lift your hands. And I don't, I, I'm so, it's so cool to see. See, uh, today, uh, I didn't tell him to lift his hands. He's lifting his hands. That, that means he's responding to God. That means he's, his joy, he's feeling that God thing. He's not waiting for some guy to tell him, hey, let's do the robot, you know, you know, let's do, no. He said, here I am. God, I'm a spirit. I worship you. And you know what he just did? Took a step to exercise. Say exercise. And maybe your, that, that's your stronghold that Anna prophesied. Strongholds are coming down. Maybe your strongholds is you care about what people think. When God's telling you to exercise, you go like. Maybe that's your stronghold. Maybe that's the wall that's falling down. Don't you remember that? I remember a friend when he looked at his hand. Looked like he got in a robbery. <laughs> Trying to exercise his spirit, though, I'm okay with that. A little stiff and rigid. <laughs> you know, it's better to see, like, I love you, God. Then, but, okay, this is a holdup. <laughs> okay, I'm worshiping almost in spirit. Yeah, I'm worshiping like, the, yeah, but it's okay. We're starting, right? Yeah, and that's how it starts. And, then, and we don't have to do the robot thing anymore, right? We worship from our hearts. We exercise. Say, I exercise. That means you've got to do something. Tell your neighbor, you've got to do something. You can't look like Horace, 175 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, without picking up some iron. Huh? You've got to exercise it. You do. You've got to pick it up. And so when we're in here, God's prophesying through everyone here saying, exercise your spirit. The privilege, it's a privilege, say it's a privilege, of worship, spirit, and truth. We exercise that privilege of releasing our hearts to you. All you ladies that are here and your husbands aren't here or, or, or the husbands are not here, next time your wife or one of them come and they don't exercise, hit them in the solar plex. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I hear a groaning. Ooh, something happened spiritual. But after this day, do not let a person sit here not worshiping and exercising their spirit. Huh? Amen. Everybody, everybody, there's a, there's a plan of God in this thing. Exercise yourself unto godliness. The privilege of worship, spirit, and truth. We exercise that privilege and release our hearts. See, why are we exercising? Of the deep callings unto deep. Where does it come from? You know, like I just told you, all truth parallel. If I slug you in the stomach, you're going to groan. If I hit you in the solar flex, you're going to go, oh, because you have a need. You need some air. And that's what that's saying. You know, exercise that. If you have to gr do that, release your spirit. Huh? See, we can do it. We can make this happen mechanically. I'll, every time everybody lifts their hand, I'm going to pow. Oh, we say, oh, that's glory. Oh. <laughs> so what do they do at that church? They make me exercise my spirit or they hit me in the solar plex. <laughs> deep calls unto deep that's where it comes from out here in here deep like god man i don't know what to do oh god huh and it might be it said it might not be familiar is what it said god said but it's how you're created to be say i'm created that way say god made me that way i can't be in the presence of god and be dead i'm alive i'm born again i gotta worship and express i gotta exercise something huh 
We might not be accustomed to it, but it's how you're made to be. How you, how he's made us, created us. Say he created me that way. I'm created to worship. I'm created to praise. I'm created to give thanks. I'm created to be a voice in the earth. I'm created to be a vessel, to be a voice. There won't be an empty vessel in this place. Everybody got scared. I got, I got the amen. Everybody else was scared. Everybody else said, my God, that takes faith, Craig. Not an empty vessel in the place. He said, amen. He's in faith. You know, it, it's a faith it takes, right? Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Open your mouth. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled, spiritual people. Vessels of the Lord. Thank you, God. We respond to you. I respond to you. Father, we respond to you. Come have your way. Amen? You know, when I was a new guy, I would have took this piece of paper home and prayed it because I didn't know what to pray. But I knew there was some juice on it, some life on it. I'd take it home and do it. I'd say it and I'd say it. I'd say it three times. And then something happens called faith. That's what I did. That's what I do. I still do it. Be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourself. Say speaking to yourself. In Psalms. In hymns and spiritual songs. Be, the real Greek says, be being filled. Be being filled. I like those double B's. Be being filled. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It says it so many times that I'm not going to say it again. I got enough faith for it. And it says to do all that, right? So that what? Walls come down in this place today. Walls coming down in this place today. Where? What walls? And the carnal mind goes, what walls? Boy, they're old. They got that funny veneer. I wish they would come down. No. Walls in your mind. Walls in your strongholds in your strongholds in your you're going to you're not going to figure this out. You're going to receive it by faith. You're not going to figure this out. Just take it by faith. The faith that takes. Take it by faith. The faith that takes. The faith that takes, the faith that takes. You take it by faith. Amen? So you think God had something to say to us? Do we treasure it? Let me finish this. To prove that Mary was a woman of the word, highly favored because of the word that turned her heart. For you've regarded the, the lowest state of this bond slave. You ever been in a low state? I know you guys are. I'm in Texas. This is the best state ever. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> Get out of that carnal mind. For behold, from this time on, all, say all, generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done a great thing for me. Are you afraid to say that? I think so. Can you say that with me? For the mighty one has done a great thing for me. And holy is his name. Matter of fact, stand to your feet. I'm going to close it with this. We're going to go through this whole thing. And we're going to do this like Mary did. Amen? And Mary said, get your, get your Bibles or read that sign on the wall. And Mary said, my soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for that he has regarded for the humble state of his bond slave. That's a hard one. Behold, from this time all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in thought of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. And he sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercies. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Well... Praise Him. Amen. 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 Praise Him like you mean it. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 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 Thanks be to God. 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 Say this with me. Say this with me. I'm an inspired man. I'm an inspired woman. I'm an informed man. I'm an informed woman. I treasure the word. I don't just wonder about it. I treasure it. I keep it. I meditate it. And I'm going to have unusual success, good prosperity. I'm highly favored. And I'm blessed because of his word. I'm blessed because of his favor. I'm blessed. Amen. 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 Uh, I'm not sure I, I can express what's, uh, what I've, I'm considering and, and praying for, uh, but uh, for Anna Marie. But in considering Job and the afflictions and that outcome of the double, you know, uh, having double what he went into that mess with, uh, I have been praying and I have full expectation and faith that. Uh, we will see a notable miracle, a miracle like we haven't seen before. And I'm talking about a change in your body that doctors can't explain, a, a full recovery, a full strength, and back to complete and perfect divine health in your body. And I've been praying for that. I continue to pray. We pray together for that. Father, I don't know, I don't know what, what the purpose has been. I don't know, Father. I don't know about how the story of Job pertains but i know it's just a shadow of what the reality is on this side of the cross for anna marie in this case but i just pray for that notable miracle something that no one can deny the power of god has touched her body and her life amen amen amen